Hey you, yeah you, come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mix and Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today with me, as always, I should have thought of something beforehand. I did this again and again and again. I'm stalling right now to try to think of a nickname. Laser Lou. Laser Lou. Done. Pew. Pew. Lou, what's up? I was going to say Licorice Lou, but licorice. That's a good one. That's the next one. Um, how you been doing? I've been good, man. Uh, just uh, easy got week, a lot good of, week. Yeah, it's been good. You know, we're finishing up uh, the Freddie Gibbs studio. We just finished up with uh, Forever the Family studio across the street from ours. Oh, uh, that's Alex's right, Alex's studio. place. Yeah, we're uh, Jalen and all them. I think Bia is going to be recording there. Little Ooh. Rich is actively working out of there. Um, and you know, catching up on a lot of mixes. Like, I've got like fifteen mixes to do, and I just got hired for an entire album worth of mastering. So now I am. 12 masters behind dang nice yeah so good busy busy time and i wish i knew how to better teach people how to prep my templates but the funny thing is my template is nothing but routing so i think we were going to actually talk about that today like starting a mix ending a mix yeah so the today's topic is what we do specifically when we start a mix kind of things that we do the process and kind of how we route things um, and as well as finishing a mix, meaning we can talk a little bit about mastering, but I was thinking more like, how do you know when you're done? Mm. Right. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking more of instead of like the mastering stuff. But, um, anyway, so before we do that, I want to give a shout out to Lou since he's doing so well and is drowning what? so much. I want him to drown in even more work. You can hire Lou <laughs> through the links in our description. If you'd like, um, it sounds like he's got a little bit of a cue. But if you, uh, you know, pay him enough, slip him enough cash, then maybe he'll put you at the front of the queue. Psych. <laughs> Lou is a loyal person to his clients. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, you know, he might, he might consider you, you know, just drop into the front of the queue. And you can hire me as well from the links in the description. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're working on a lot of cool stuff right now. Lou's working on some lessons, some curriculum, some more videos oh, yeah. and tutorials. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, what are we doing? What else are we doing? We're running ads we're doing, now. We're doing sample creation for we're our creating, emails. We're making samples, yo. Like, we have sample packs that are about to come out soon. We're doing a lot of different things We're right going to do some email blasts with a few free ones from what I remember, mm-hmm. too. Join our email list at MixingMusicPodcast.com. MixingMusicPodcast.com. You can now also uh, try out, and you can also refer yourself to become a guest on the show. Oh. We will probably... We will only pick a few people, but take your chances, you know. If we don't apply. know about you, we would never invite you. If you think that you have an interesting story or if your career or something like that, uh, please hit us up on mixingmusicpodcast.com. I'm going to keep plugging our our website. I mean, you've been listening this long into our episodes. <laughs> I, I'm allowed to plug my – I'm allowed to plug our website. I'm so proud of it now. Are we? Yeah. Oh, you can also request mixed feedback. We're no longer doing free direct through email mixed feedback anymore. You can request feedback now at mixingmusicpodcast.com. How many more times can I say mixingmusicpodcast.com? Actually, I think we should put a counter. Can somebody in the comments put like the actual Yeah, how many timer? times have I said mixingmusicpodcast.com on this episode? Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good episode today. So, t- Lou, tell me, how do you, 
receive files. And let's start before uploading files, you know, mm-hmm. importing session files. How do you like to be sent files? Organized and labeled. Uh, and by that, I simply mean if it's a kick drum track or just an 808 track, please just write the word 808, not super wavy sine wave thing majiggy. Like, I'm not reading that whole Code name. Code M458232 version 2. Audio 55. Dot dupe. Yeah, no, Please, no, no dot dupes. Dot dupes for duplicates. That's what that means. Oh, my God. I'm totally making a T-shirt out of this. I'm calling it, people. No more dupes. No more dot dupes. No more dupes. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so I have a system right now. Again, you can download all of this stuff for free at the Mixing mixing Music, not the, MixingMusicPodcast.com under free stuff. There's the plug. On the front page. Um, you can download a mix prep guide. I make my pick mix prep guide, and you can download it, and you can change it all you want. But I have Where a mix prep guide it? that I sent to all my clients. Things Where? like don't normalize the audio, how to send me audio, how you label things. Don't but, put a limiter on the master bus if you're having it mastered. Exactly. Things like that. And I start with that. I start with setting expectations with my clients. I think that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. You do that too? I do. I like to talk to them and say, hey, I need the stems, this and that. They'll ask me, oh, um, do you want the Pro Tools session instead? And most times I say, give me both. Reason being is this. Um, if you have an engineer that you work with and you're you're comfortable with uh, them having the original Pro Tools session and making all the changes from there, then a lot of times, as long as your plugins match, that's an okay thing to do. But you want to talk to your engineer first. I, I receive a lot of sessions like that. And I actually appreciate it because it gives me an understanding of why they went a certain route of working to get a certain sound that they were after. And then I can I can do my thing to amplify from there. Like, I don't have to try to match their reverbs or anything from the demo because now I have a better understanding of what all went into creating the record when mixing. But nine times out of ten, at the very least, I want the stems. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, I usually take either... Nine times out of ten, I'll take the wet stems, especially if the stems, the reverb and the delays, all these sends, the effects are separate tracks. Like, they're not embedded into the actual vocal file, for example. Because mm-hmm. if I compress a vocal that already has reverb on it, all I'm doing is just adding more reverb, right, at the sure. end of the day. Yeah. So, like, I hate... So, if you send me vocals, I will take your wet vocals with, as in, like, with your plugins, your EQ and your compression on it, but just make sure your reverb is on a separate track. That's, that's oh, yeah. something that I really like. But let's say now we import them. We import them into the session or open up the, uh, the Pro Tools session if they have it. How do you start the mix? Do you have a template when you mix? I do and I don't. Uh, my template is nothing but routing. That's kind of the big thing. Uh, like I'll have, uh, you saw when I bounce, I bounce a master out, a all music master and an all vocal master. Um, I don't do any analog summing unless it's specifically requested. Uh, so I don't really have to do any like IO mapping outside of have all my buses and everything routed the way I want. So when I import the audio, I can just tell it where to go on the map. But as far as plugins go, there are no plugins. I may start with like some reverbs, like but general settings like hall and plate and whatever. But they're gonna change anyways. Yeah. Every song requires a different mix, so I never use the same reverb. 10 times in a row or anything. In fact, it'd be very rare when I use the same reverb but you do, twice you do in a row. Routing. So you have routing. So yeah, all of that, your buses are you know, set up. Yeah, but that's just so I don't have to create the buses later. Exactly. Outside of that, there's no, I always use this EQ. 
But you have a lot of routing. You have like 10 buses, 15 auxiliary I have 32. buses. 32 auxiliary buses before you even import any tracks. Yes. So you have you do have a nice a lot of busing, but the way that you bus everything, you can in one bounce because you can you taught me, I didn't know that until this week, you can have multiple bounces in a single bounce. Yep, all because of the auxes. Yeah, so he can print the karaoke version and the instrumental at the same time. Yep. In one bounce, which is really nice. I like the way you did it. I I do it a similar way like my template is literally about four or five auxes. Mm-hmm. Um, six, seven, actually, a master fader, a mix bus, uh, the four oxes for my verb one, verb two, delay one, delay two that I, I pick, I, mm-hmm. they're empty, but they're just like routed. Um, yeah. And then I or, order all the tracks usually with, especially with hip hop and stuff, pop music. There's, I make a beat bus mm-hmm. with all of my beats. Maybe there's buses going to the beat bus, like drum bus, if there's a bunch of drums or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then I also bus out all the, uh. Um, the vocals there, but I don't, in my template, I don't have plugins ready to go. I think that's something that's pretty common. A lot of people have templates for their vocals because now on Avid and a lot of other DAWs, you can actually have preset, um, channels, chant like, yeah, channel strips. Yep. And, uh, people are selling preset channel strips and stuff online. Um, the Chris Brown vocal effect. And it's just a preset. Chris that, Brown That doesn't air. work. That doesn't Justin work. Justin Bieber air. That doesn't work. Gavin Newsom air. I'm telling you, that really doesn't work. But I am Most saying... Most people don't know who Gavin Newsom is. <laughs> but I am saying, though, that I use a lot of presets, but no templates. I don't use a template. But I load up, if I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I want, and I have at least two to five different presets for each plugin that I typically use. And then I start it and tweak it from there. So I'm super yeah. fast because I use presets and I make my own presets. Like extra darkness or extra highs. Yeah. And I don't do... The only thing that I do channel presets for is mm. I have the first third of my mix bus. Like the first one or two plugins of my mix bus. That's it. It's part of my preset. Uh, like channel strip preset. And I have like an 808 distortion preset. So it's a fab filter filtering out just the low end. So it's just perfect sine waves of the low end yeah. distortion and then filtering out the low end. So it's just the mid range of the distortion. I have yep. that instead of doing the same thing every single time I have a channel strip preset for that. Um, what else? I have a few other things. I used to have like a slapback delay preset cause I used a specific delay and then a chorus on top of it, mm-hmm. but I just changed to the comeback kid. So, which does it all. You were showing me about that. I got to learn more about it. Yeah. It's a really nice plugin anyway. Um, but yeah, I use presets. Is, yeah. Do you do the same thing? How do you like, or is after that, after your routing, is it pretty much you're good to go from there? This is going to sound like the douchiest thing ever, but I just don't like the concept of presets. So because of that, I never really found ones that I could create, but I did find some that like uh, when it came to modulation and reverbs and things like that, it's a good idea to use them just because it's like, well, let's get weird. Let's see what works first. And then as soon as I find one that's close enough, I'll dial it from there. But um, you know, the, the people that taught me were always console guys. So consoles are always reset to zero and they never really had any, like one specific piece of gear where they wrote a notebook of like, good for kick drum, good for this, good for that. So I learned, uh, early on, like, oh, you have to really know your tools to better understand why, um, it makes it sound a certain way. So you can then become the guy that's like, oh, I want an 1176 revision D or G and, or AE or A, you know, but uh, because of that, I, I I just never really jumped into presets. Yeah. I, and most of my time, most of the time I do not like, 
select my preset and leave it. I have it as a starting point. Yeah, so that's exactly. why most that's of the presets you see on your computer. Reverbs, yeah. That's why, yeah. So like all of the presets that you've seen me do, it's usually DK start. Yeah, yeah. I saw like, uh, uh, what is it? DK uh, master bus. And like the, I think the mix knob is at like zero or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. usually just a starting point. I have them there so I don't have to spend time. It's like only like five, 10 seconds of pulling it up and getting it to a point where I start and then I dial it in. Mm-hmm. I just immediately hit my preset. So I'm immediately dialing it in mm-hmm. instead of just like getting it to a good point. It's like yeah. it's already at a good point. Boom, I'm just dialing it in right now. But see, that's how you're able to work faster. And me, I, I take my time with a lot of things. Uh, my clients always end up happy, but I do take longer than you do. Um, but the presets, like how you use them, is what makes them effective. Yeah, that's part of my workflow. And I know a lot of people use templates, so I'm, we're not trying to put down templates. Uh, but I will say the oh, scary I give my thing... template to everyone because of that reason. I, they always look at my template, they're like, Wait, how did you record the song that I just heard yesterday? Like, and I'll always give people bounces at the end of the recording day where there's literally just a limiter on the master bus, but I didn't add any extra things that weren't already there. And they're always like, oh, you got all these plugins working. I'm like, no, I don't. All of them are on. They have like a certain character to them. You want to give away your template? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love Yo, to give okay. my template away. In, this, in the description of this podcast, we're going to leave a link. Um, and we're going to put it on uh, our store eventually. It might be a couple weeks delay before you hear this. And, uh, if it's an older episode, if this is an older episode, by the time you're hearing this, it's an older episode. Yes. We will have lose mixing template available on, uh, it's only for pro tools. Sorry, fa- sorry guys yeah. or girls. It's only for pro tools, mixing template. We'll have a, like a Dropbox or something file or a file pass file. Hey, hey there you go. We're going to have a file pass link so you can download. Um, well, we got file pass for the studio now. Now we do have file pass for the studio. We'd like to take this time, take a moment to shout out file pass. Uh, thank you, file pass. Thank you, file pass. You are amazing for making my workload light. FilePass is a internet-based cloud service where you can store and send files, file management for your uh, for your clients, but it's made by engineers for engineering, so you can leave nice. There's a lot of awesome stuff. Go to FilePass.com, um, and you'll be able to check out FilePass, and we have a link in the description for that as well. Shout out FilePass. We love you. So we'll be hosting um, this template on FilePass. Oh, yeah. FilePass link. You can check it out. I promise you guys won't be disappointed, but at the same time, very disappointed. No, 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 no. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's a good, it's a good template. <laughs> it's you won't be disappointed in in what it teaches you. You'll just be disappointed that it's not that Travis Scott preset everybody's looking for. So let's talk about presets and and templates that people sell and stuff. I think it's a good idea, and I think people are making some money off of it. Yeah. But I think that having a preset EQ or a compressor. Makes absolutely no sense. I think especially a preset EQ makes mm-hmm. absolutely no sense. Yeah. Because you can record the same exact instrument, mm-hmm. but in a different room or a different mic and have a totally different frequency response. And guess what? Every song's in a different key. I'm just saying, frequencies in the scale frequencies are the matter. notes. They're keys. Yeah. Keys are frequencies. Why are you cutting the same frequency at a different key? There you go. And, and th- even things like... Uh, Let's see, reason why not. Oh, the only thing that's useful for compressor on a preset, attack and release ratio. Threshold input and output is obviously totally depends on the source volume, but you can kind of tell from a compressor preset, like, okay, this is the attack and ratio and and release time. Why did they do this? There's got to be a specific sound to it. And some of these compressor presets are really nice because they say aim for minus 3 dB. 
Yeah, okay. Those, those of you who are, are nice. doing those templates, like, good job on that. Thank you for educating him a little bit. But yeah, um, but yeah, presets for EQ is total bullshit. Totally yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I remember seeing a, a template somebody sold once uh, to a client of mine. And I was like, oh, who made this template? He's like, oh, why? I'm like, you have an L1 limiter on every vocal bus and beat bus. Like, why is there a limiter on everything? Yeah. Realistically, they just knew that template was going to make everything loud. And people who think loud is better, well, guess what? He technically won that sale. Yeah. So going back to the EQ thing, I think that it's um, it's not really good to have templates. Again, like I've literally seen Instagram posts or YouTube videos of people saying, I cut this many dBs at this this hertz, mm-hmm. and this is how you do it for all pianos. No, my favorite one and is I'm this like, is what? how you mix 808s. This is how you do kick drums. And it's this like, is how you what? do snares. You know how many millions of kick drums or billions of 808s and billions of pianos and how many billions of different ways that a piano sound can come out from the same piano, from the same room with the same mics. You move that, you move them an inch and it might sound totally different. You remember back how when can, we were how setting up the How can an EQ be that consistent across all instruments and across all voices and across all, like, you know, yeah. everything. It's impossible. EQ templates are bullshit. You remember when we were messing with the ATCs, like getting them in position, you're like, oh, I think... That one sounds delayed or something, and I'm like, oh no, we just moved it like half an inch forward, and it's like, holy shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, literally the distance of an inch could make that big of a difference. Yeah, like I felt like the right monitor was quieter, and then we just moved it forward an inch, and I think it like phase aligned or something like that, and all of a sudden it felt stereo again. That was crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's so templates. Let's see. How do you know when you're done with a mix? Like, when do you get to a point? Because like obviously most people are gonna be like. There's some things that I mix, and every time you go back to an old mix, you're like, I could have done this, I could have done that. But how do you know when you're done? Because you could always be tweaking it forever. When you start thinking that everything you do goes backwards. That's when you th- think you're done? Yeah, because most people, once they get to a point where they're happy with it, um, they make a change, and everything just seems to contradict all the work you've put in. And at that point, you're like, okay, well, there's really nothing else I can do. Everything else I'm doing actually alters it in a way that is no longer as good as it used to be. Move on from there. Yeah. For me, this is not an all end all, but the way that I like to do it, you've seen me do this. I always do online bounce. So I listen to the song one last time as it's bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turn the volume down and I purposefully distract myself. Whether I get up and stretch or I start looking at my phone and scrolling through social media, I purposefully distract myself. Because when music is in the background, real quiet while I'm distracted and I don't think anything of it, then it's good enough. Mm-hmm. But if I'm distracted, like if something happens in the mix that's so distracting that like I have to put down my phone and fix something while I'm distracted, like does it make sense? Like I'm not paying attention to the mix, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to it quietly right next to me. Mm-hmm. And if something pulls me away from whatever I'm doing and makes me focus back on the mix, that means I need to change that thing. It's not done because I don't want it to ever be distracting. I don't want a mix to be distracting. I want to be in a laser tag and the music playing in the background, don't even realize music is playing because the mix is that good. So for me, that's when I, that's when I draw the line. If the mix is good enough where I'm not distracted, boom, I'm done. Okay, that works. For me, anytime I try that, the only reason I'll ever go back is S's. Sibilance is the always. But you can always, you can you. always, but like that's the thing, bro. Like you can get in your head and be like, that might be too much S's. But have you seen a lot of these? Like Tony Maserati and Manny Merrick would leave a lot of S's in. They every listening to their mixes makes me go, I should never use a DSer for the rest of my life. Like that's what it makes me feel okay. like, and they're really loud. So I would say, 
that I guess for me, S's are just. But I mean, it's, it's you. I know, no, it is. It's you. So I'm saying that. But there's also a lot of songs where they're DS beautifully. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a total taste thing. So yeah. at the end of the day, you might be freaking out and think overthinking something that you. It's just you. It's literally just you. You know, it's funny. Actually, that's another reason uh, we can say when you know a mix is done. Um, I've sent things off to clients where I'm not fully confident in it, but I'm not sure what else I can do. They, if as long as they say I'm good, I'm good. Done. The job's done. Yeah. Send if your client wants an update as to where you're at in the mix, and you say, "Here's my mix." Even if you're not fully done with it, just take a shot because I'm not saying don't give them the best you can give them, but sometimes you're overbooked on mixes and you just got to get them all out. Yeah. So do the best you can, but just give it to them. And wait for their answer. If they say it's great, guess what? You did a great job. Move on. Yeah, and that's actually really awesome. I think, I really think that at the end of the day, don't get in your head. That's what it's all about. Because mm-hmm. we could get caught up on those S's or the compression or anything like that. But at the end of the day, if you're not distracted, then it's probably good enough. Because you're always going to be getting better. You're not an. You're not a. You don't. You're not a bag of creativity that has an end. There's no bottom. Yeah. You're always going to be improving. There's no end to this bag of knowledge that we have, right? Um, but at the same time, like, keep mixing. You're going to get better. Don't worry about it. It's going to suck at the beginning. Um, what, like, when you're done, um, what else? Like, what else? How do you? How else do you like kind of finish up mixes? Is there anything else? Do you do online bounce, offline bounce? Um, I actually do something different, but most people who work with console studios tend to do this too. Um, because I like to actually have the bounces in the sessions, I actually just print it on the way in. So like a lot of console studios, if they get sent a song and they're like, I want you to specifically mix on the board. Like I want an analog mix. If that's the Hmm. client request, they're going to print the master back into Pro Tools anyway. So I try to keep the same workflow so that I know, like if I can't find the bounce, I can open Pro Tools and be like, that's the latest bounce. And I can say version one, version two, I can always check between them, see if the mixes have actually gotten better. Or if the the edits that they gave me to do, maybe I've overdone him now. Like yeah. maybe the song sounds worse after I did those edits. Yeah, I know. Um, I know a lot of people that are listening are gonna say that they check it in their car, and then once it passes the car check, then they'll be good. I never do. Yeah, I never do either. Um, I've said this in previous episodes, but if you're new to the show and listening to this po- episode, um, the point of the car check is because you're not used to your studio monitors. But I would say that I'm more used to my studio monitors than I am to my car speakers at this point. Yeah, I think I so. Drive I can like make better. I sh- if I make something in the car, I should check it in the studio. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Because right now, when I mix in the studio and I'm checking in the car, there's no point. I still check in the car, and the car does reveal some things because, you know, we listen to music so much in the car. But I listen mm-hmm. to more music from the studio mixing position. I check it in the EarPod Pros. There you go, yeah. yeah. Reason being is most people don't have an Apple Home or Nest or, or Alexa or whatever or Google. I don't know who makes what nowadays. But point is, though a lot of people haven't, that's not the primary listening source for hours on end for the day for a lot of people. Um, and most people that work like an office job are trying to just listen to music while typing out reports or whatever they're doing at an office. And, uh, they're going to be wearing some type of headphone. And right now, one of the most popular headphones on the market is the AirPod Pros. There you go. So I like to mix and then check it on the number one most common medium. And I don't care what you say about these new school mix engineers that make everything way too bright. Because when you listen to their mixes, if you listen to Chris Brown, Tory Lanez, if you listen to Baby, 
they are so bright, but when you listen to them on AirPods, it makes everything else sound lo-fi. That's yeah, how bright they really are. it really does. And it's They're impressive. very dark. Yeah, and, and everything else sounds very dark. Yeah. And Baby and, and Tory Lanez, like, these guys make everything super bright. Maybe that's like, why a lot of people like bright. the AirPod Pros. But yeah, but it sounds so good on their music. Mm-hmm. And it makes everything else seem lo-fi. So let's say next time that you're on, a like, a pop playlist and... And it doesn't sound good on AirPods, but it sounds great on speakers. Like, you might be losing, honestly. Not saying that a mix has that much, you know, it doesn't have that much say in whether a record does good or bad. Yeah, if you if you know Hoobastank, one of my favorite songs was uh, Crawling in the Dark. Um, as a kid, I loved the record. As an adult, I really hate the mix. Whoever mixed it, mixed it so distorted and lo-fi that I'm like, wow, dude, one of my favorite songs... It's still one of my favorites, but I look at it different now because of my profession. There you go. But because of my profession, most people don't work in our industry. Most people are very scared of our industry, so they choose to actively you know, avoid such a risky career. But because of that, don't overthink your mix. So check out filepass.com if you're looking to host some files or use a different cloud service for sending sessions to your clients go to mixingmusicpodcast.com if you're wanting to get some mixed feedback or want to be a guest on the show or want lose template lose mixing template my template go to mixingmusicpodcast.com or store.dkmixes.com go to free stuff well all the links we'll have them in the description below um and yeah, if you are listening on Apple, leave a five-star review. That helps us a lot. What else have we not plugged recently? We've, I feel like we've plugged everything recently. Uh, the studio? Yeah, in the mix. We are always hiring it. We are always looking for interns if you live in LA, North Hollywood area. Shout out to Loughton Audio for sponsoring the show. We still oh, yeah. need to get those mics. Loughton wow. has... We need skill get some Loughton mics. Actually, well, let's do that right now. You know what's cool is uh, they're actually uh, sending me out one for one of my clients um, because uh, you may see them. You may see the mic in use in uh, the upcoming versus battle. Ooh. Or if it's already passed, it already With, passed. Who is it, Ashanti and uh, Keisha? Keisha Cole versus Ashanti, yeah. There you go. Check that out. Heck yeah. I mean, aren't we like one of the only like podcasts that actually talks about like pop cultural figures? Keisha yeah. Cole, Tory Lanez, the baby. I don't know who the baby is, but he sounds like he's the bomb. Okay, bow, you were bow, making a bow. joke. Okay, I was gonna say you don't know you don't know who the baby is, and you work no, in LA. I'm really like, nah. No, I really don't. I, I always tell people this. Hey, man, I don't doubt that they're a great artist. It's just something about them gotta, just hasn't reached on. me. You know, I gotta I gotta put you on. Babysitter is the one that put me on. But anyway, um, wow, the baby got put on to you by a song the babysitter. called Babysitter. Anyway, uh, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. <laughs> If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.